Joey's the host for today, y'all. Y'all are messy. Get ready to enter the Thunderdome, bitches. Thunderdome. <laughs> so what did y'all do for Valentine's Day? I... <laughs> Marco, do you want to go first? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Valid. Uh, I can I can start. I was single. I went to the beach with my roommate. We was like sat in the sun, painted, full, loving, single life. Kind of lonely, but it's fine. Super great. What about y'all? <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of benefits to like... From my past 20 experiences of Valentine's Day, excluding the ones that are not conscious, I remember getting all the discounts on chocolate, and that was honestly the best part of it for me. (laughs) Damn. What a cynical way of thinking about this. I mean, Valentine's Day is a very capitalistic holiday created by the government, so that's very true. I also just fully love chocolate. Have y'all ever seen, like, a Hallmark romance movie? My mom loves those. Chelsea, I love them. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm with your mom. They're the worst thing I've ever seen, but like they give me hope. Like if those white people can find love, maybe I can. You know? Yes. Like maybe I'll go back to my hometown and meet someone from high school and just like get to, I don't know. They're also deeply mis- they're deeply misogynistic though, mm-hmm. most of them. <laughs> this is true. This is also very true. Yeah. I feel like most of them play on that trope of like university student comes back home and is like wearing their university attire like all their merch just at home because they're just like i've changed i'm not the same as i was before and we can margaret you can relate to that right yeah i do that <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i do that <laughs> <laughs> okay so i was wrong um i googled who created valentine's day and it says <laughs> emperor claudius ii executed two men both named valentine on february 14th of different years in the third century a.d their martyrdom was honored by the catholic church with the celebration of saint valentine and day. on that note uh, i'm your host for the what julia don't give me that <laughs> Um, my name is Joel Medina. You can call me Joey. I'll be your host for today. And with me are the amazing Chelsea. Hi, y'all. My name is Chelsea. Pronouns they, she. Happy to be here. The wonderful Julia. Hi. My name is Julia. Pronouns they, them, there, she, her, hers. Uh, Marco, do you want to go? Just Marco. He, Just him, Mar- pronouns, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. Today, y'all, I am very excited for this episode because I have a lot of things. I haven't been to therapy in a while, and I I'm really just want to use this episode for that because uh, today we're talking about dating and romance as a queer college student. Woo. Yeah. It's only about three weeks <laughs> after Valentine's Day. I'm talking about three weeks after Valentine's Day. I'm still having recovered, though, from that loneliness. So this is a great time to talk about this. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so... Would anyone like to start with your experience of romance in college? Well, it hasn't been great, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, like, it hasn't been cute. Um, Like, there's not, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot to talk about, Joey. Did you just set this up to put us all on blast? Some people call in when it's happening. I like to do it on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's recorded. How about this? How about this kind of question? Have any of y'all ever used a dating app? Great. Ooh, yes. Okay, we got one yes. I okay, so I I have used yeah. Tinder, and eh, it's like uh, you know, like ooh, um, 
but like I feel like it's hard because it's like I feel like at least okay well during COVID like right now let's talk about like during COVID right now I feel like it's hard to find like other queer folk um on tinder and like it's a bunch of like just like white cis men mostly on tinder yep. so let's let's start there let's start there <laughs> well i've used tinder i've used i've used a lot of dating apps tinder and grinder are my main ones and yeah cis white men tend to take over all those spaces even if it's made for queer folk and it's not great to be a little gay brown boy when that's how it is I have not used any of those apps, like, n- literally not a single one. Uh, but, like, interestingly enough, like, Joey, you bring up a good point. I don't know if y'all have noticed, maybe this is just because I'm constantly, like, on social media, but there have been, like, just this surge of dating apps, but, like, even more specifically for, like, the LGBTQ community. I don't know, like, there's even a few yeah, of them that follow, like, certain themes, and it's actually pretty interesting. And I think the ones that I've seen are, like, astrology related i want to say oh that's actually kind of cool yeah right i feel like um again capitalism quarantine we're all stuck inside they're like oh people want dating apps right now especially the queer community who already doesn't mm-hmm. have like many options because it's hard to find other queer people sometimes like we give them an app they'll sign up and we can get a lot of traction out of that that is true i will say from like the capitalist viewpoint like making money off of like dating apps and stuff like that is the way to go just because everyone like we're all we're all like we're not seeing people so it would be nice to like find a way to meet people online as someone who has been on tinder since literally my freshman year of college i think i've only had it deleted for like well okay during periods of times when i've been like in relationships which was like twice or something or something I don't know um (laughs) I think it's really interesting two things like specifically being a queer person on the app um is that like as someone who is attracted to people of all genders I still only have my preferences for like quote-unquote like big air quotes but men on tinder because a really high proportion of like girls on tinder that go looking for girls or non-men are just like hey like I'm here to like have a drinking buddy or like lol just like looking for like friends or like I've heard so many horror stories about like my friends that have like ended up hooking up with girls off tinder and stuff and then they're like lol like I just wanted someone to make out with while I was drunk and like they're like not actually queer like at all um and that's like I am totally 100% here for anyone experimenting like with their sexuality with their gender like blah 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 whatever like we are very experiment positive group of people I would like to think however I think it's there's a difference between doing that and then purposely like using like your new queer friend to like make you look good to mostly men at parties there was a whole paper written about it by two like feminist studies professors at UCSB called girls kissing girls and y'all should read it but it's super manipulative and I feel like people don't like we don't talk about that enough it's also another big roadblock to like queer dating in college in that like there's it's a fear and it's pretty legitimate that oh this person's using me to like I think as a gay cis man I feel like less with men because it's so toxic that men would rather just like stifle themselves instead of like trying to experiment but I have seen even with men I'm sure with everyone else, like, yeah, like, 
there's that fear of oh do they like me are they actually attracted to me or are they just like wondering oh am i into this person for this identity of theirs and maybe i could try it out and again it's that fear of like oh like they might try it out right i'm not their cup of tea and then leave i feel like that's partially like a fear with like any relationship like you worry like what intentions they're coming into this with but like with specifically lgbtq folks there's like that additional fear of like fetishization and things like that like the overt like sexualization of certain genders certain uh, sexualities so it's really just like it's like an added fear almost just because of an identity that we hold that we did not choose we just kind of came prepackaged like this yeah also there's like i feel like there's definitely an added fear of danger too like the whole point of a dating app is that it's someone that you haven't met in person that you're now like connecting with and then hopefully like in a non-covid time the goal would be to like hang out in person and like see what happens or whatever um but I definitely fear like have more fear than other people I know in that regards as someone who does not present as male someone who is like a brown like a person of color like very obviously a person of color like and then have being queer on top of that is like a lot of extra layers that make you a target to some people so I've definitely like had that conversation with people before where they're like oh like you know why why didn't you meet up with this guy he seems so nice and I was like the vibe was off and I trust my gut and if I were like a white guy I might have just gone anyway because what's the worst that could happen for but for me the worst that could happen is actually like really no, terrible yeah. I you think know? it's like I've had tinder since like I want to say like at some point I got it during some point during my second year but I've been like on and off type of thing but I feel like now like Knowing, like, what I know now, I feel like I go into, I mean, like, in a non-COVID world, um, I go into things more intentionally, just, like, like having, like, if I'm going to meet up with someone, like, I'm going to have my location on so, like, all my housemates know, and I'm going to, like, I'm going to tell people where I'm at, you know, and I'm going to, like, it's just, it's annoying, it's, like, annoying to have to deal with, um, because, like, you have, you go into that with, like, the extra layers of your identity and, like, being a target, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, recently, I was looking back. Well, like, something weird happened to my Tinder account. Like, oh. I said the word OnlyFans during a discussion, during during a conversation to someone else. Like, I literally, I don't have an OnlyFans. I wasn't, like, advertising it or anything. I literally just brought up the website in a conversation, and it unmatched me from every single person I've ever matched with. And then I think, I think this is my theory anyway, I think they reviewed like the discussion or like found that I wasn't like advertising content or something and then I got rematched with every person I've ever matched with all within the same like 48 hour period so basically what ended up happening was I was getting a lot of messages from people I literally haven't talked to since like 2018 because I showed up as like a new match it was like this whole thing anyway so it was bringing up Mm -hmm. a lot of like baggage basically like people I matched with this 18 year old like baby Julia was like thinking I was basically thinking (laughs) about all of the like decisions I made as like a first year college student on tinder and I was like oh my god like I was looking at some of these people being like why Why did I do this it was so weird and also the funniest part was that I could see all of our messages but the person is like on my end I could see like our entire conversations from like years ago but the 
person thought that we were like a new match so they'd be like oh hey like you look familiar and I'd be like oh unmatched or like they'd use like the same pickup line from like three years ago it was just like so it was so bad but my point is I definitely think of myself as someone who's been mature for a really long time because I definitely had to grow up really fast I think being queer definitely does that to you like there's a certain level of like I have to look out for myself that you maintain like pretty early but even as a first year I was making decisions that I had consciously forgotten about that now as like a 21 year old person I'd be like I don't know why you thought that was a good idea at all (laughs) so I think we should abolish tinder even though I've been on it for years I'm totally okay with just getting rid of it altogether even though I've had all of the serious relationships I've had in college except for like one that I can think of off the top of my head have come from tinder I am still okay this is, I still this is your platform by, like First thank all, you, thank you. Whole conversation. that example which highlights how anti-sex work so many of these apps are which I believe is so like my friend put um in his bio that he Absolutely. had only fans and he got fully like bent the conversation we have to have probably another day but that's horrible and like what you say, I feel like a real one way that a lot of people get indoctrinated into the queer community is through romance or through the pursuit of romance. Like I was like, I went to all boy Catholic school as a little gay kid, did not have many chances for romance then. Like I, I came into college so like ready. And so like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna get like a Tinder, I'm gonna get a grinder, I'm gonna get a scrub, all this stuff. I'm also gonna like, try to date someone because I haven't had it for so long. It's time to. And because of that, I got into some relationships that probably, or in certain, like, dating situations that weren't the best for me. So I was like, you know, like, let's just do it. Like, this is a cute gay guy, like, or this is a person, like, let's just talk to them and see what's up. Like, I feel like queer community, like, or it's like queer depictions in media or in society so emphasize romance and romantic pursuit as, like, essential to the queer identity. And so that's why I feel like, you know, like, tinder grinder that's why so many queer users use them because we like we have to in order to like find that if that makes sense no yeah it definitely like like just from like general online interactions like you have a lot more maybe like not liberty but like maybe like confidence when you're like going and interacting with someone because like what's the worst thing that could happen but like the way that maybe like the way that people interact through dating apps is different than how you would interact if this was like an in-person like social engagement i'm not sure like i feel like definitely like i'm gonna be honest i feel like i'm more bold online like yeah i'm just like okay i'm i'm like i'm gonna be real i'm i'm pretty bold online and like and like via text but i feel like that in like real life and like real life that like energy doesn't matter I mean not that it's like super off but I I noticed like for myself that I'm more bold online than I am in real in real life yeah I definitely think that like my we'll we'll call it a persona um (laughs) online just because I like the way that sounds um is like a little bit different I think it is I am much more prone to like molding the presentation of myself to what other people are expecting online than in person like y'all know me well you don't know me in person because everything is over zoom but y'all know me as like a human Mm -hmm. being like as you know who I like am um but I definitely tend to be a lot more careful around people online and like like 
maybe I'm bold, but I definitely am not as revealing as like of my personality, of my identity, of anything upfront online because I've had some really bad experiences like in general, but also just like I don't need people to be all up in my business before I get to meet them for the first time. So I can be like bold about what I want, but also like they don't have to know my pronouns if they're not the type to ask for them. That is something that we need to know. Like they don't need to know my racial identity, especially if they're the type to ask. Like there's a lot of stuff that I just kind of like, I'm gonna just let you present who you are to me and then we'll see if I want to play like fair you know, or nice <laughs> let's bring it into the real world a little bit have y'all ever had like that shock of like you know because pre-covid pc um w- did you ever like start online with someone shift over into like real life dating real world and how how was it was it different were they different were you different I'll, like i'll tell you my longest relationship two years that's what started like tinder yes. then in real life and I, looking back, I thought, I was like, oh, like, this is fine. This is so cute. Looking back, I was like, oh, he presented way differently online than he did in person. And I just didn't catch that when I was, like, a little baby 18-year-old freshman. I have definitely had a similar experience. And this is so funny because, like, I'm still really good friends with this person. And I literally make fun of them for this all the time. Um, is that, like, I met this guy when I was a uh, second year. Um And, like, at this point, I was, like, I don't know, second year. I'm still confused about what the hell is going on with my whole identity. Second year, Julia was definitely, like, in the the throes of it, in the midst of it. Um, But I met this guy because I had, like, well, I'd seen him in IV, like, a couple times. He absolutely did not notice me. Hey, hey, time out, Julia. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. But I don't know. You didn't know me when I was a second year. Like, I was not nearly as confident or, like, I, girl it was Um, (laughs) but thank you I appreciate that but um (laughs) but the point is he also did not notice (laughs) at all until we matched on tinder um and I was like we were sitting outside of Kaje and I was like waiting for this guy of course he was like 20 minutes late to our first date red flag um and he comes he's wearing a velour like like shorts and shirt combination like velvet like red velvet he's like violently hung over and he has a like a dad hat that says several questions immediately in my head i was like uh okay like that's bold (laughs) um all right um and so he was like very like playing that like mysterious like (sighs) thing like super hard for like the first like half an hour we're literally sitting in front of Kaje like I'm like drinking a smoothie and you know he's just being like oh like I think you like seem like a really interesting person and like whatever like he has this like low ass voice like it was oh so god like, I can't stop looking at your eyes and I was like well I'm talking so like in my head I was like yeah like that's what you do when you talk to someone anyway so I like made fun of him because that's how I deal with stress and I remember the second it like flipped he was like oh so you got jokes huh and I was like oh shit is this gonna go really poorly and it turns out he's like this super goofy like kind of lightly immature like person but the whole like mysterious dark man thing was like a total like 
it's not like a front it is part of his like personality so we ended up dating for a while and he's like a really sweet guy and stuff but um yeah so I definitely that's like a really long way <laughs> Marco feel free to cut any of that out that you want to but that's like a really long-winded way of being like even in person there's the difference between when you meet someone for the first time and who they actually are for a lot of people but online you can carry that out for so much longer you know because if all you're doing is sending snapchats back and forth like anything is possible anything is possible on facetime anything is possible like you could green screen your entire background you could filter yourself you could be a completely different person um whenever I would like meet up with like matches I feel like I would always get so much anxiety because I'm like okay like how is this gonna go like are they gonna be like who I think they are and so like there'd be times where I'd be like oh like walking to meet up with with someone in IV or whatever and like halfway through I would be like halfway there I would be like okay what if I just turned around <laughs> and just didn't show up and like you know because like I don't know it's like it's scary you know like putting yourself out there especially as a queer person um but I feel like I haven't had any like luckily I guess I haven't had any experiences where like I ran into that where like they weren't who I thought they were I mean there's been some weird ones I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie there's been some weird ones Ooh, okay actually okay let me let me okay let me oh, here we elaborate go. Here we go. on that okay yeah story time okay so so this was I'm ready to say like maybe two summers ago it was it was the summer after our second year yeah okay so I like I matched with someone like was like a UCSB alum or whatever like still lives in the area and whatnot, um, and was like super super like I don't know like this like not not like weird but like gave me like different vibes not like not like red flag like oh shit like I gotta get out of here type of thing but um just kind of like quirky quirky that's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, quirky. I'm comfy, quirky. <laughs> yeah, I'm comfy. <laughs> okay. That's, That's the first thing that came to We're talking to quirky people. <laughs> quirky. Yes. You act like it was a dark moment. You act like I'm not. <laughs> Marco, no, no, no. There's a difference between being kind of weird and I self-identifying as quirky. Okay, valid. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as quirky, we yeah. like went to like we met up, got Hana, we went to the beach and stuff, and we're just like chilling or whatever. Um. And I remember, like, I don't know, like, this, like, like, this fool would just, like, talk in, like, different accents at different points, like, oh. but, um, okay. like, when we came back to my house, like, because we were at the beach, and then I was like, oh, yeah, let's go back to my place. I remember my, my housemate was in the living room just doing, like, his yeah. math homework, whatever, because, like, he was taking summer classes or whatever, and then I told, like, I told the guy that I, like, was bringing home, I was like, hey, don't talk to anyone, like, don't, don't make eye contact with anyone, just, like, go, <laughs> Do not perceive. like, nobody... Do not like don't look do at not them, make yourself at me, yeah. look at them, look at me. eyes so, forward. And then he does the exact opposite of what I tell him to do. And he goes up he goes up to my housemate, shakes his hand, and no. he's all like, Oh, what are you working on there? Oh my god. And then I'm just like, I literally told you not to like Yeah. Anyways, this food was hella not weird. To do that. Yeah, that was an interesting point in my life. If we're if we're sharing uh, stories, also, this kind of segue into the next topic I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, meeting people in real life without the preface of online. Uh, what's it? Because I, I will say, as a, like, my, when, like, I will tell my friends, my girlfriends, like, oh my gosh, I think that guy is so cute. 
And they're like, oh, go talk to him. And I'll be like, no, because if he's not queer, this can end very badly for me. And so that's a major issue. But luckily, I go to queer-centric like, gathering social events. And I will tell y'all one time that I went. Um, so basically, my friend was coming. And he was being his roommate. And they're all over 21, so they've been drinking. Um, and my friend was like, hey, my roommate thinks you're really cute. We were on speakerphone. Uh, oh. But so, yeah, went to the social gathering, saw the man. He was attractive. Um, we were, like, flirting a little bit here and there. He was hella. You know when you just tell someone yeah. you? He was into me. And so we just, like, we yeah. started, like, making out a little bit. And I was like, okay, great. Like, you know, this is nice. I he, he was like he was like this like man he was like he looked like one of those guys who brings like guitars to parties. Um, he had like kind of like long he had like a longish oh, hair. Oh no, not a wonder wall guy. Uh, what's it called? And so he went to go throw up. I held his hair back because I'm responsible. And he was like, "Hey, do you want to come back to mine?" And I was like, "We're not Aww. gonna do anything, but we can go back to your place and just like chill. Like maybe like we can like cuddle again because like he seems to be okay. Like we can go back and chill and hang out, not do anything." I went to this man's house thinking, okay, like, maybe we could just, like, hang out, watch a movie. He was nice before he fell apart. Like, maybe this could, like, just, like, we could, like, talk tomorrow for a good half hour. <laughs> Literally cradled this man while he was in his underwear throwing up into the toilet. Got him water. Got him Gatorade. Did not know. I don't remember his name now. I didn't know him <laughs> till that night. And I remember. The, and, like, I remember we were done. He's like, hey, he was like, can you just like, like kind of like sit in bed with me? I was like, sure. And so he was in bed. I was sitting up, just like, t- like, like brushing his hair again, kind of long hair. He tried to make out, not down for every reason. After watching him yak for like yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I was like, this is not happening. Finally, his roommate got there. I was like, hey, it was 2 a.m. I was a good mile from my home. I was like, hey, I have to go. I have to go. She took over. Went home, and long story short, we texted, like, the next, like, two days, and then I guess, like, I like, had an ad, too, because he ghosted me. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But this guy opened the conversation. Hey, y'all. <laughs> how is it? Like, no online, no preface. How is it being a queer college student trying to connect with someone in person in real time? Terrifying. Oh, yeah. Super scary. Um so scary so scary (laughs) so many scary (laughs) maybe okay with straight guys like I know what all the signs are like in a very real real way I've been like socialized to understand like the paradigm between myself and dating straight guys like that is what you're taught you know one man one woman that's what marriage is that's all like dating you know Disney princess and princes is princes is princes and that's like (laughs) you know that's like what you're taught to deal with and now I'm in a spot with multiple people in my life not to toot my own horn where I'm like I really really love you as a friend and I'm super afraid of the fact that like I'm in a place where I love my friends I love my friends there are a couple choice people who maybe would like to pursue something other than a friendship with me and I am horrified not because I don't like them not because I'm not attracted to them whatever but because like I don't know what the hell is going up with my own sexuality and gender and whatever 
And I don't want to be playing with nobody's heart, especially if it's people that I super, super care about, like, already. And it's like, you can make the argument where maybe those are the best people to experiment with because they already know you on a personal level. You already have something to, like, connect with. As long as you're open about the fact that you're like, I don't know what's going on, like, you know, whatever. Maybe that's okay, but it also makes the stakes, like, way higher in a sense. So that's scary <laughs> so that's how I'm doing thanks for asking <laughs> <laughs> I think it's definitely like it's kind of like yes it's a little bit easier to go into a relationship or like even start pursuing one with someone who is within the community already but then it does get complicated when like your community is already small or if you have like multiple identities like you're not just like LGBTQ, but you're like emphasize on the T, like you are trans or you are non-binary GNC. Like it just adds on to the amount of like explanation still, which I like you wouldn't really expect if you're going into a relationship with like someone that's in the community or someone that you already know. But like there's still a lot that you have to like go and be like, hey, just so you know, just because I identify this way does not mean I am this way, you know, like I know what you know about like the community because like we're in the same one, but please don't stereotype this relationship. But it's also just like there's still a lot of red flags that you have to look out for in the community. And it's kind of, to be honest, like I luckily haven't had this experience, but from hearing others' experiences, it's kind of kind of sad because you would expect your own community members to be a little bit more, you know, like I've got your back on this, but you know, I guess, like, in a way, most of them are. I will say the majority of people I've met are very, like, nice and welcoming and stuff, but there are, like, the select few that you have to really look out about, if sense. It's like you touched on, like, we're a small community. It's like, you know, like, Julia said, it's like, oftentimes, like, if I meet someone cool, I'm like, okay, I can have to make a decision. Am I going to pursue you as a friend or pursue you as a romantic partner? Because mm-hmm. it's often hard for me because, yeah. like, I'll get anxiety if, like, like, I have had friends before who I'm like, ooh, like Julia said, like, I am so down to date you. Like, I think you're super cool. But I already have so few queer friends that I click with. And I'm scared that, like, by trying to take that to the next level, it might destroy the friendship, which is already so, like, again, queer, good queer friendship are not always easy to find. And, like, what you're saying, Marco, yeah. like, yeah, like, again, it sucks how much our community kind of, like, it's like, we bite ourselves in the fucking back so many times. And it just... Yeah, and, like, I think that's one good thing about the queer community in that, oh, like, if you ask someone, they will tell you, oh, yeah, that person's a creep. Don't talk to them. Like, they'll try to hit you up. They'll try to talk to you. Don't touch them. But it's also weird because, like, I feel like as a queer community, especially at UCSB, we know the people who are creepy and we know the people who you should not talk to, yet we still, like, go social gatherings with them and, like, they still go to, like, club events and we still have to interact with them because the community is so small. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that where there's people where like, as like a little like baby gay, like first year on campus, I was hanging out with my like, friends that were like, to me, they were like, Oh, my God, these are the cool kids, like these kids, like know everything about being queer on campus and stuff. Um, So there have been times that I've been to social gatherings and pointed someone out and been like, Oh, like, who is that? They look like they have so many friends, they seem so popular. And the person will be like, they do seem that way. However, there are six people that could tell you that they're like an issue for xyz reason and the fact that like 
are not that many of us on campus means that we still interact with them. We still have to rely on them, whether for certain like services to our community anyway. Basically, um, it's an issue because these people are people often that we rely on for certain services to our community. Um, they're, they're often, in my experience anyway, have been very visible people in our community as far as like social media or, or just like, they're just people that like straight people know, if that makes sense. I feel like that's happened a lot. Um, so they're like, I feel like a large part of our representation. So they kind of get this wall of like protection from like problematic things that happen that the rest of us are really worried about. So Anyway, I want to be clear, that's not said with anyone specific in mind. That is true. And like, actually, genuinely, that's like just a grand characterization of all of the times I've had that conversation with people. Um, But it can be really dangerous, I think, because it works negatively towards uh, the representation our community has at this university. And also just like, it's dangerous to our community as well. So that's all. I think like, once you get to university you start like having that interest in like pursuing relationships or like if it's hookups if it's any kind of like you know any anything that you want to pursue in terms of like relationships like the university can be very sex positive and affirming and welcoming but it's still like unfortunately we have to go and learn what all of these red flags are and whether that's like learning through university programs like student orgs through friends through like QT elders in your community that you just like happen to know. It's just something that is like a danger that we all kind of have to be aware of because there's just some people who we try and hold accountable, but it just never works out for whatever reason. What just, it just doesn't work out. But yeah, I would say like the greatest like protection measure is just like being aware of like what's going on what you want to be going on and if that is happening and then like just the different ways of like perpetuating harm to make sure that like you are not both on the receiving end of that and you're also not the one giving out those kinds of signals because then it's another issue yeah i think there are definitely groups of people that get more protection than other people I think you can say I mean you can say that about any situation like whether it's inside or outside the university whether it's in in a society or like just in general um and I think that like it can be really scary to come to the realization that you're one of those people that might not be as protected that might be a target but I think it's also um empowering to know that yeah maybe you're not like the quote-unquote like mainstream like idea of who people are at your in your age group and also that like there's entire communities out there that are willing to support you and sometimes even though it's a smaller community it's not as broad as you'd like it to be like it's still so rich like one thing I think we can definitely all say about the queer community at UCSB especially is that there's like like so many people with different types of interests everybody is super funny on Twitter like you know there's like just like you're gonna find people that you want to be friends with so like don't freak out (laughs) I guess would be my advice but also be careful on that note I want to give us a little last five minutes for our audience and for yourselves I wanted to ask all of y'all if you could go back and talk to little freshman you 
tiny Marco, tiny Chelsea, tiny Julia. What advice would you give baby you about romance and dating in college? First of all, Julia, you're assuming that I have grown. I have stayed tiny, so I'm still <laughs> tiny Marco. Yeah, no, I did not mean that as when you've grown. I was, I was titling you. You were angry that I didn't give you a title earlier. I thought you'd appreciate this one. Thank you. Thank you. I okay. love it. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so shady. <laughs> this is, don't worry, uh, future viewers. This is just me and Joey. <laughs> yeah, this is just Marco being a monster. Okay. <laughs> um, I can start. Uh, I would tell my person, I mean, I would tell my person, hey, don't date those guys, straight up. Like, if everybody's out, like, hey, those two guys you're dating in, in freshman year, don't date them. Yeah. I would say, you have time. Give yourself time to really feel it out, learn more about yourself before you search for others in that way. I would say, have fun. Don't be as scared as you are about everything. Still be safe and still be aware of your surroundings. But understand that even though you should be cautious, not every single thing is out to get you. I think that helped me back a lot. And so when I found guys who were super into me, I automatically went for them. So I was like, okay, this is safe. This is like a safety net thing. Yeah, that's what I would tell baby Joey. I think I would say, oof, man, that's a hard one. Um, I would say that there are a million people out there that are going to try and invalidate your feelings invalidate your identity and your idea of who you are. So do not be the person to do that to yourself. Like give yourself the grace, give yourself the space, give yourself the time to feel whatever you're feeling and figure it out. And if you feel drawn to a certain community of people, it's probably for a reason. And you don't have to sit and like, be super anxious about like oh god what if i'm faking it you like girls like it's okay <laughs> like it happens like it's fine um like just just chill out you don't have to be yourself for the benefit of other people and also like like you don't have to not be yourself for the benefit of other people. There's people out there who aren't going to understand who you are, but you have to make peace with like what's inside. That's the most important thing is creating home inside anyway. So just, just chill. Nobody's mad at you. <laughs> just <laughs> chill out. <laughs> yeah. There's no grade for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, First of all, I would tell myself, don't date those two Virgo men that you yeah, dated. They, <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a don't fall up. Like, they, they, those two Virgo men, avoid them at all costs. <laughs> but in all, like, in all seriousness, I feel like I would tell, like, younger me to really acknowledge the feelings that you're having. Um, and, like, kind of what Julia said, like, People are going to always be invalidating you. Um, so don't invalidate yourself because um, those feelings are valid. And there's people who will love you just the way you are. Um, and the fact is that, like, don't don't ignore the red flags and try to justify them because I feel like that's something that I've done in the past um, is kind of make excuses for these people for their red flags um, because if someone really cares about you, they'll try and they'll do their best and they'll be the best they can. Um, and there's people out there for you. There's people out there for you. So just take your time. 
but also to enjoy your best life before COVID because <laughs> no one saw that coming. Yeah, <laughs> no one saw that coming. So en- enjoy your best life. I would like keep the N95 mask that they gave you when the school was basically on fire. Yeah, for the keep yeah, that. <laughs> keep that. You will need it later. I literally found mine in a box in my closet. <laughs> Good for you. Oh my god. Thank you. Ooh. Okay. What would I tell tinier Marco? Uh, I would Marco. say baby Marco. Yeah, even smaller Marco. Uh, I would say essentially what like Julia and Chelsea are saying, uh, like being true to yourself, loving yourself before you expect others to love you. Um, also, like I will say, like this is no slander for Pisces. I'm a Pisces. I love my community out there, but uh, it's not on you to like fix everyone either. This is not just with relationships, but with, like friendships too. Like. If someone needs help and they're asking you for it, like, by all means, go for it. But it is not, like, up to you to be, like, the savior in that relationship. Like, whatever kind of relationship it is. Um, and, yeah, I mean, also therapy. Oh, my God. <laughs> go to, I was just going to say that. I was just yeah. going to say that. Okay, wait. I was like, yeah, go for it. No, if, if, yeah, I'm going to add on. Yeah, I would tell my person, like, hey, don't get out of therapy because you found a guy and you think it's going great. Yeah. Like, don't, like, just because you have a guy you can talk to does not mean you should drop out therapy. Stay in therapy. It will tell you not to be dating that guy anymore. Yeah. Relationships will not either, like, fix you, and they're also, like, not your only issue. So please stay in therapy. This is, like, me speaking myself, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. Thank you all so much for being here. Chelsea, Marky, Julie, I appreciate all of you. And thank you to all our listeners. This has been Out and About. We hope to see you again soon. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.